Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. It is Wednesday, uh, big slate day, and uh, Sarge and I are both here to break it down today. Good morning, Sarge. How are you doing? Morning, bro. I'm doing well. Just uh, admiring you and your soccer jersey. Oh, my God. Sarge is wearing a – I'm wearing an Adidas shirt. It's a soccer style, but it's not a soccer jersey. It's a it's a shirt. Anyways, uh, we, we recap yesterday. Uh, we got a huge Warriors win in Brooklyn. What a great game. Went back last night, watched it all, just loved every single second of it. Uh, I thought we were – we're better than that. I uh, definitely wasn't expecting a blowout, but uh, definitely fun to see. And then we're on Sixers plus 10. Um, and you, we, we both talked about it. Like, Jazz, two straight losses at home. You knew eventually they were going to get a get-right win. I was hoping because those Sixers had lost four straight that it wouldn't be last night. Uh, but unfortunately, it was. So we go one and one. Still 24 and 23 on the year. Down a little bit of juice. Um, but... I know you were able to watch basketball last night, bro. What what were some of your takeaways? Uh, Warriors are legit, and they're just really, really damn good. And Steph Curry, very good at basketball. Very, very good at basketball. If Steph Curry didn't get into foul trouble, they probably would have won by 50. I mean, he had to go to the bench in the third quarter. Play 29 minutes. Yeah, and they still went on a little run without him. Um, but, I mean, the, the whole team is just – you also have to think about it, too. Kevin Durant had an off-shooting night. Uh, I'm not even if he played well, I still think the Warriors take that game. But Dre did an unbelievable I was gonna job say. on on KD, and he did an yeah. unbelievable job just in yeah. general on defense. Like I was the one takeaway I got, and that's what I messaged in the chat. I know you were um, busy, but I was just saying like Draymond Green in this game is making one of the biggest defensive impacts I've seen all season from any player. So yeah. um, it's just right. the guy continues to go underrated. Like. All people talk about with this Warriors team is Steph. Like, oh, they have Steph. Oh, they have Steph. Steph's so good, which is true. He's probably favorite for MVP right now. But Draymond Green is a humongous nah, part of this team. Like, nah. he's so high above everyone else, and I just don't think he gets the credit for, for really what he does for this Warriors team, especially for Steph Curry. For sure. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's a, he's literally, you know, mastered the art of, of utilizing Steph. Like, he, he gets the most out of Steph. There's no one else, I think, that can just get the ball to Steph in certain spots, understand what Steph needs, and then on top of all that, just anchors the defense in, in so many different ways, on ball, off ball, communication. It's it's really – I'm glad you saw that. I was watching it. He went to absolute work yesterday. Um, definitely promising, and we're still getting one of the greatest shooters of all time back, too, so – very excited about this team very early on, uh, but definitely a fun, fun dub. Um, 64 fantasy points, though, for me yesterday. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. Gary Payton chipping into Imanya Bielitsa. We're just deep. We're just so deep. Like, at a certain point in the first half, 13 guys had played, which is almost – that's like Steve Kerr being a little slut, but – it's crazy. It really is crazy. That's 13 guys playing the first half without Clay and Wiseman. Um, you catch any of the Clippers Spurs? I, I caught like the fourth quarter, but I watched the whole game, but it was honestly pretty boring. DeJounte Murray's really good, and that's about <laughs> it. Like it's like 
Paul George and the Clippers are good. They got a lot. Like Paul George is obviously a top ten player in the league right now, um, and they have a lot of good complementary pieces. And then the Spurs, it's like Dejounte Murray, and it's like Kelton Johnson getting doubled on the three, and he just turns around and shoots it for some reason, even though he can't shoot. And then it's like <sighs> Drew Eubanks is in there running around. Vassell is trying to get some minutes. Like it's just the Spurs team is they can play well at times just because they're well coached, but. Their team is not good, man. Like, I, I, every time I watch the Spurs, I come out of it thinking, like, this team is bad outside of DeJounte Murray. They're just atrocious. And I don't know, man. Like, the Clippers didn't even play that well, and then they handled them pretty uh, easily. So, yeah. um, I just don't enjoy watching Spurs games. I don't know why. I love DeJounte Murray, one of my favorite players in the league. But outside of him, like, it's just really, really crappy right now. And even Derek White, I don't know what happened to that guy. He apparently fell off a cliff. Maybe the injuries have really been, like, Sticking to him, but he just doesn't look like the same guy. I'm, I'm just – I didn't watch the game, but he, he was 8 of 14, 19, 3 and 3 yesterday. Uh, started yeah, he, off hot, he, he, has he, definitely cooled off, though, from, from early in the season. Yesterday was like his first decent stat line in a while. Um, and it the, to be honest, I watched that whole game, and it did not seem to me that he was – that he had 19 points. I would have guessed he had like 12. But, yeah, you know, sometimes right. that happens – Probably a lot of easy buckets, layups at the rim. Yeah. Um, his shot is just – I don't know. I always think about him as like a legit three-point shooter, and it just – I don't know. I just I, – it's not the Derek White that I thought. I don't know what he's shooting from three this year, but – I'll pull it um, up. Yes. What would you guess? I don't know. I have zero clue. He's like a good – I would guess probably 34%. And, again, we're so early on in the year, but he, he's shooting 30%. 31 if you're rounding up. 30 okay. Points. Um, and don't like don't you think of him as like a pretty good three-point shooter though yeah yeah well i don't know go elite but yeah i would definitely say above average um you know it, you go you go through it uh and again it's been a little bit but actually 30 he's a 35 percent career three-point shooter which is and that's where i would think of him at i don't know why this year i just feel like every time i watch him he can't hit a three so yeah yeah it seems like you're you're catching the spurs on some bad nights here, but they really haven't had that many great nights. But um, we got a loaded slate today. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. Uh, so let's let's just jump into it. the first game of the day. Is the Indiana Pacers, or at least that I'm getting, Indiana Pacers going into Detroit as a six and a half point favorite. All of the money, everyone and their mom and their grandma is on the Pacers today. I'm seeing 85%-ish of the bets um, uh, on, on most of the places that I'm looking. I, again, guys. I, Why? I, yeah, I, I. so I will say the Pacers are playing – the Pacers, I think, are sneakily playing a lot better. And, and I think the Pistons are just a team that, you know, people like to fade because you look at it, last game, blown out at home by the Kings, blown out by 20 to the Cavs, blown out by 20-plus to the Bucks, like – They've had a lot of spots this year where they've just gotten absolutely waxed. Um, and the Pacers, late, they lost their last game to the Knicks, but before that, beat Philly, beat Utah in Utah, lost a really close game to Denver, beat Sacramento in Sacramento. So it, it's it's a Pacers team that I actually have talked about it a while now. For about a week, they've, they've gotten better. They were atrocious at the start of the year, especially on the defensive end. Uh, but things have gotten a lot better. Miles Turner's in a good groove. Karras is back. TJ McConnell's hooping. Brogdon actually looks really, really good. Um, 
I still like the Pistons here, though. Again, I don't think it's a nine and a half point difference. They're definitely Pacers are definitely playing better. But I, I'd expect that the Pistons off a tough loss are going to be ready to go. But we've seen it so many times, bro. There's just there's days where the Pistons can't hit a shot to save their life. And when it happens, it doesn't matter what the spread is like. They're going to lose by double digits at home, on the road, whatever it is. So with all that being said, I, I don't think there's a nine and a half point difference, but I do realize that the Pacers are playing better. The Pistons have a tendency to go cold at times, and when they do, it gets really bad. So I think I'd probably stay away, but but I am a little bit interested in the Pistons today. What's your take on this one? This is, this is a game where, like yesterday, I thought that Philly spread should have been, should have been around eight and a half on a neutral court. Uh, or maybe eight and a half in general. This is another game where I think eight and a half on a neutral court makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I just, I know Detroit has been playing really, really poorly, and it's honestly not going to get much worse than it has been. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily because of Kelly Olynyk or, or why they're playing so bad, but this team was actually decent at the beginning of the year. And I don't know if they're just adjusting to the way Kate Cunningham plays. It's, it's kind of been since he came back like five, six games ago. Um, and Bro, they, they won their, two of their last four. They Have they? Who, they, who they beat the Cavs and they beat the, the Raptors in Toronto. And then they beat Houston in that nationally televised game. Oh uh, yes. Okay. That's but then correct. their two L's were, they got blown out by the Cavs and blown out by the Kings. So yep, they are right. playing bad, but they, they've technically two of their three wins are in the last four games. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it, it is tough, though, because like you said, Detroit at times just can't make shots. Sadiq Bay, like the, the game I watched against the Rockets, Sadiq Bay, they, they won that game. And Sadiq Bay just had a really off um, shooting night. Jeremy Grant is the guy that holds them together. When Jeremy Grant has a good game, I feel like that's when they stay in game. So, yeah, it, it seems like a big number. I'm even seeing it's it's ten on it's ten on a neutral court on DraftKings. So seven Indiana's favored by seven on DraftKings and six and a half on Bovada. So I would like seven a lot more than I like six oh, and a half. Yeah. Um, that but, makes me want to wait. Yeah, sure. but um, I don't think I, I'd take it at six and a half. I don't. Even, if it got to, I think I like it at seven. Yeah. If you're gonna give Detroit seven points, man, I, I do think I like that at home. Um, they've played a little bit better. Like you said, they won two out of the last four. I know they got blown out, but if you get a, you know, a competent Detroit Pistons team today, I don't think they lose by that many points. Yeah, you, you just, all you need in my mind is for that team not to go completely cold, right? Like Kate, Kate has had some good games lately, like between Cade, Sadiq and Jeremy, if you got two of those three guys somewhat going, you should be able to hang in there. And, and this Pacers team is playing well, for sure. They're coming off a loss, but seven seven is definitely, all right, we're, we're potentially looking at locking and loading that. So uh, I'm with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay off at six and a half, especially since there's some signs that it might get to seven uh, on my book. But uh, for now, I'll pass. But I, I think that we're both pretty much in the same boat. Uh, let's go to the next game. The Great game here. What should be a great game. I feel like Hornet games, especially at home, just always end up being ridiculous games. Um, Hornets hosting the Washington Wizards today as a one-point favorite implies about a two-ish or so uh, point difference on a neutral court. Bradley Beal is back in action today without a minutes limit. Um, everyone should be good to go for the Hornets. Gordon Hayward's probable, but again, I, I think he ends up suiting up. He's had 
uh, I think two days off. Two days off now since the Warriors. Yeah, game? two. Um, so he should be good to go. Personally, I, I like the Hornets today. Again, Wizards are legit. They've had some great wins, no doubt. Um, but this Hornets team, for me, is is really, really tough to beat at home. Um, we've seen it before. I remember they were matched up at home against the Knicks in a similar spread, won that game, just beat the Warriors at home, beat the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. So they're red hot. They've won their last three um, despite losing some. And, and I just view them as a really good home team. D.C., they've won five straight. Um and some impressive wins in there. Milwaukee's in there. Memphis is in there. Cleveland, you know, is no slouch. Um, but the last two are against Orlando and New Orleans. And we've seen it. They've, you know, they've lost on the road at Atlanta this year. They've lost on the road at Brooklyn this year. They've been really good. I'm not saying that, you know, regression is necessarily coming. But I still don't look at them as this, you know, dominant team. And this line doesn't even necessarily imply that they're a dominant team. But I think for me, I, I really I, I lean the Hornets here at home at a place they generally play really, really well and get up for. Um, and I think the Hornets are going to be ready to go today. So I, I don't know. Again, today's a tricky slate. I, I look through this all and I, I really maybe I'll have one or two plays, but nothing's like screaming out to me. But uh, uh, this is one of the plays I do like also. Um, and I lean Hornets minus one today. What, what about you? Yeah, I'm rare. I'm very neutral on this game. I think the line is almost I think it's almost spot on here I think the the Wizards at this point deserve two points on on a neutral court um so I, I get why Charlotte might be getting one here but more of a game I want to watch than bet I think I've seen Charlotte too many times at the end of games I know I've said this before they just they're young and they really struggle to close games so for me this is a stay away completely um mm-hmm. I don't have a lean at all I think the line is just completely on here and just a game I want to watch rather than better. Fair. Completely fair. Um, let's move to another game where uh, I want zero, zero, zero piece of it, especially given uh, the uncertainty right now, the Heat and the Pelicans. Pelicans, eight-point dogs in Miami. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, questionable. Bam Adebayo, questionable. Jimmy Butler, questionable. Uh, New Orleans should be good to go. I think Brandon Ingram might still be on a slight minutes limit. Um I, I personally lean Pelicans here today um, just because there's a ton of uncertainty with the heat. I wouldn't be surprised at all be, because it's the Pelicans. If one of Jimmy Butler and Bam miss, and that's really all we need for me to like minus eight. Um, and, and I think the, I think the Pelicans are sneaky, like not as bad as people think, uh, especially when, especially when Brandon Ingram's back, he's been back now for two games um and they beat memphis outright and we're honestly beating the wizards for most of last game uh wizards get hot at the end and, and come back and win that game but um they look a lot better with brandon ingram i think if 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 one of jimmy or bam miss and everyone's good to go for the pelicans i think i lean them plus eight but uh, i'm probably not playing it yeah it just it is impossible to bet a heat game against a bad team with this big of a spread when their two best players are questionable. And, and we have no read on if they're going to play. I, I can't, I cannot give you a single lean, which way I think Jimmy Butler is going to play or not going to play. Bam out of bio. I would slightly lean towards he plays just because we've seen it, but he didn't play last game. So I just, yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. bet this game right now. Yeah, we, we got no idea. We got no idea. I, I would guess. Uh, yeah, I can't even guess. I can't even fucking guess. Like, 
because on one hand, Jimmy's missed like almost a week now. So I would think he's getting pretty damn close, but it's also the Pelicans. So I could see the heat just being like, eh, let's just wait one more game, which is very sad for you, but um, <laughs> let's just move on. Let's move on. We got the magic and the Knicks uh, magic getting 12 in New York today. I know this might be rare, but I, I like the magic here today. I really do. Two couple reasons. We now have three straight absolute shitty ass games for the magic. They lose by, 33 to the Nets only lost by 12 to the Wizards, but they were getting absolute, they were getting the doors blown off and and they just got some random fourth quarter push, but the game was out of hand. And then they just lost by 18 to the Hawks. And we've seen it time and time again, as soon as the magic have like three, four, five really bad games, they come around and have a game that makes absolutely no sense. I wouldn't be surprised at all. They've already outright won in New York. And the second thing is Cole Anthony's a huge New York guy, grew up there, works out there in the offseason all the time, has a ton of family and friends there. He went absolutely fucking bonkers last time he played in New York. Um, And I I just think this team gets up for a game like New York in New York. I also don't think the Knicks are really as good as they were even last year at this point. I think they're still going to be fine long-term, but I do have some concerns about the Knicks. Even last game against the Pacers, Pacers were winning um, for a lot of that. Even deep into the third, they were up double digits. So getting 12, I know it's the Knicks, and there's, you know, Knicks play good at home. They're definitely a way more talented team. Um, But this Magic team has some talent too, and and I think this sets up well for them to finally have that decent game after a ton of shitty games. Cole Anthony loves New York. I think they ride his energy today. I I lean the Knicks plus 12 here today. Although I get that, you know, on a neutral court, nine is is a fair number. Um, I'm also just not super impressed with the Knicks right now. Where are you at? You mean you you lean the Magic plus 12? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I would – this Knicks team is so weird because their bench unit is legitimately better than their starting unit, Mm -hmm. and it makes no sense – it's Kemba Walker has, has lost a couple steps. There's games where he looks really good, but let's be honest, he can't play any lick of defense at all. Um, and, and there's off there's games offensively where he cannot score and cannot do anything, and he's just a negative out there. Evan Fournier, he has to shoot the ball well to be effective. Um, he's not a, a difference maker on defense. And quite like Obi Toppin's been playing well off the bench. Quickly has been playing well off the bench. Derek Rose, we know what we're getting from him off the bench. Um so he's he's very hard. He has been a savior. Without him, they would be yeah. completely lost because Kemba Probably Walker just can't do anything right now. Yeah. But that's that's where it gets tough because I I can see this game going two ways. Like I can see this where the Knicks finally catch their stride against a, a, a really bad team um, that's very inconsistent, and they finally put it together. The starting unit finally puts it together, and they go ahead and blow them out by 20. But like you said, there are 12 is a huge number, first off, for any basketball team. But you're you usually see 12 on a uh, against a magic team, it's an elite team, like it's it's the Nets, it's the Warriors, it's the you know, it's it's Knicks aren't on that level right now. So I get where, where your point comes in, where you think the line's a little bit too big and you think all signs point towards our Orlando playing well here. Don't know if I can bet it just because I just don't trust either team. And 
I don't really have a good feel either way here. I, I really don't. I know 12 is a lot. And if I had yeah. to lean, it would slightly be Orlando because it's a lot of points. But I think Knicks could have a get-right game here. Yeah, that's the one thing in the back of my mind that I, I do think about, right? Because it's never as bad as it seems, never as good as it seems. And, and this does set up decently well for the Knicks to get right today. I, I totally get that. Um, I, yeah, I, I just – I have that sneaky feeling with the, the Magic. And, and, again, I'm watching these Knicks, and they're not clicking right on all cylinders right now. They're really not. And, again, all it takes is one game. We saw with the Jazz. They lose two straight. All it takes is one game where their shooters are hitting. And at home, that's generally a better spot for it. But, I mean, you go through the games, like, of late that are 12-point spreads, it's it's large differences between the teams. Like, the Grizzlies were 11-point favorites at home off of three straight losses to the it's Rockets. The Rockets. Yeah. Like, the Warriors were, I think, 11.5-point favorites at home to the Rockets. Like, I don't think the difference between the Magic and the Knicks right now is as big as some of these other spreads. So, I, I really do like the magic today. Um, I, I know I'm talking myself into it a little bit more, but um, not haven't locked it, but but definitely something I'm looking at. That's a great point. And this Knicks team just they aren't the same defensively. I think that's another big part. Not even close. Is they're, really. they're not the just lockdown, you know, allow 80 points a game defensive team from last year. That was just their identity on defense was like you knew yeah. what you were getting on a night to night basis. They were shutting teams down, and it's just not like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, let's get to a, a pretty interesting game. Um, Cavs and the Brooklyn Nets. Cavs, man, they're like Sarge's team in, in fantasy. Just so banged up. You got – I'm, I'm going to go through the list right oh my now. God. It, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, so we've got, we've got Kevin Love probable, but we have Jared Allen out, Evan Mobley out, Colin Sexton out, Laurie Markkinen out. Um, am I missing anyone? Lamar Stevens is out too. Yeah, Lamar Stevens. Um, projected starting lineup. What I'm seeing right now is probably going to be Garland, Okoro, Seti, Shetty, Dean Wade, and Kevin Love. Um, and this Cavs team has battled all year long. They play really, really hard. But this line is where it is because of a mixture of the injuries and Brooklyn getting absolutely embarrassed at home yesterday. You would expect Kevin Durant and James Harden to be ready to rock today. And as a result, this line is at nine and a half. The books are fully prepared for that locked in Nets team. Um, really in a get right spot against a really banged up Cavs team. This Cavs team, I will say, they've been banged up really all year and obviously not to this extent um, and have absolutely battled throughout all year long. So, I, I really respect this Cavs team, but at a certain point, the personnel just it has to matter. Um, and, and they're missing they're they're missing their two key, key interior presences. Uh Laurie Markman, who's been very, very helpful for them. They're gonna need Rubio and Garland to go absolutely crazy for them to have a shot in this. Um, I'm staying away with all that being said. I'm, I'm not gonna go bet the Nets minus nine and a half. Um, but I get why it's I get why it's so big. They're legit down four starters. Like, yeah, brutal. No, they are. They're legit down their four starters. The only guy left Garland. here is Darius Garland yeah. trying to sh- run the show. Um, but, yeah, perfect get-right spot for the Nets coming off of last night. These guys didn't run huge minutes, so you, you shouldn't be concerned with James Harden or, or Kevin Durant, you know, getting their minutes monitored. They didn't really play a ton of minutes last night. So get-right spot for them. If I lean, I do lean Brooklyn because I – 
I don't believe in Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade, um, and some of these other guys. It's just it's going to be really, really tough to to stay in it with a James Harden and Kevin Durant team. So I, I do lean uh, Nets here, um, but this Cavs team fight, like you said, so um, wouldn't be surprised if, if they hung around. For sure. All right. Another game. You know, I said I didn't like that many plays. I, I'm low-key, like, I'm eyeing some shit. And this once, is you, once you talk through some stuff and yeah. you start really thinking about it in depth, like, it's hard to look at a game and say, like, oh, I like this. And then you, you don't really – once you start talking about exactly. it, you like kind of – you talk yourself into shit. No, I know, which can be very dangerous, but it also can work out at times. Hopefully today it works out. This is a game <laughs> I think I, I'll find myself on, too. Uh, Hawks minus four and a half at home today against uh, Boston – um uh, i'm excited for this game bro i'm ex- this yeah. i'm really really excited to watch this I'm game really really excited as well i like the hawks today guys i really do and i i get it uh you know hunters out uh herder and bogey are game time decisions we're gonna obviously need uh clearance on that end um boston's gonna be without bob williams and, and jalen brown still um but when i i look at this i i still think right now is a really good time to buy the Hawks because they started off really bad. Uh, I say really bad. That That's dramatic. Uh, they started off with a poor record, but I really think that was more of a result of the schedule as opposed to who they are. And they weren't playing great basketball, but you've seen it now. They they all they talked about it. They went on a, a four-game road trip against the Suns, the Warriors, Jazz, and them. Brutal, brutal road trip. And they talked about, like, all right, we just got to get back to the crib. We're going to get vibing again. And you saw the first game back at the crib, blow out Milwaukee by 20, just blew out Orlando by uh, 18. And I think you're going to see them on this homestand really go on a run. So Boston is playing not bad, right? They've, they've had, they started off really poor and they've kind of stemmed the tide, lost in Cleveland by two. Uh, just beat Cleveland, but again, Cleveland was a, without Mobley for a large portion of that game, without Everton that we talked about, and then without Jared Allen too. Um, I still am just not fully convinced on this Boston team. I don't think they get consistent, great looks. Really, right now, it's Tatum as the only guy who can consistently go create his own shot. and Even him, the shots aren't falling right Dennis can kind of do that right now Dennis has been decently big for them um but ultimately I, I really think that this Hawks team is is a good bit better and I think at the home on their home floor after really knowing they have to make up some ground after that tough start I like the Hawks here again today again back to back almost 20 point wins on their home floor again one of them was the magic um but I don't think the Celtics are, are all that big bad and scary right now so I see four in some spots Implies about a one-point difference. I, I love minus four. I think that line is there purely because of the record of the Hawks and the slower start that they had um, when really I think that a lot of that comes down to who they played. So I, I like the Hawks minus four a lot today. Yeah, I would set the line at five and a half, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think five and a half is right where it should be. I think the, the Celtics are really going to miss Bob Williams against Capella tonight. For sure. Uh, Capella – Capella actually played really well last game. He's starting to pick it up. You talked about it a little bit um, a couple of pods ago about how Capella's kind of had a couple slow starts to start um, slow the, starter, last, yeah. Yeah, the last couple of seasons. And Dennis Schroeder scored like 40 points against Milwaukee and single-handedly won Boston that game uh, probably three games ago, maybe two. Um, but 
Dennis Schroeder is a guy who tricks your eyes. You watch him one game and he looks incredible. <laughs> like this dude that is your eyes. that you got to call him Dennis Jordan because he's, he's making yeah. every shot. He's hitting everything. And then the next game he comes out and he can't hit anything. He's turning the ball over. Um, so I don't want to read too much into what Dennis Schroeder's doing right now. I think the line is a bit short. Like you said, I would definitely take Atlanta here. I lean Atlanta. Um, and Jason Tatum just, the shot selection right now is not good, uh, not knocking down a ton of shots. And um, it's going to be a tougher game for Al Horford, too, uh, with, with Clint Capella down there. I don't think – like it's been easier for Al Horford to play. Uh, if you watch him, he, he's playing a lot on the perimeter this year, shooting a lot of corner threes, um, just not really getting down and dirty down low uh, on offense. He is on defense blocking shots and stuff. But yeah. Robert Williams really makes it easy for him on offense to get on the perimeter and just, like, kind of play loose. So I think – I really like Atlanta in this game. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they won by eight, nine points here. 100%. I just locked it on Twitter. Uh, caveat, though, I, I'll buy out. I'll stay. That's a thing. What time is this game, bro? Uh, it's at 4.30, our time, 7.30 okay. East Coast. Yeah, I don't have practice till 5, so I should be able to to get the notification in time. If Bogey and, and Herder are ruled out, I'll, I'll get off this. Um, and, and who knows if Bogey and Herter are ruled out and it gets down to like two and a half, three, I still might take it, but I'm not going to take four with both of them out. Um, yeah. so just stay tuned there, but I have locked that. I, I honestly, Bogey's been a game time decision for the, like the last three games and is suited up. I'm not sure about Herter. Um, cause the hamstring is not really something you fuck with. Um, but they still got Cam Reddish off the bench. You know, this is why they have the depth that they have. Um, and, and Deandre Hunter, honestly, hadn't been playing all that well to start the season anyway. So it, this is going to be a fun stretch for, for Cam Reddish right here. It's yeah. going to be fun to watch him play with no DeAndre Hunter. He's going to get more opportunity, more playing time. So I'm excited 100%. to watch him. 100%. All right. We got a, another game I got personally. I don't got a, a huge read on. And again, I don't really like – you're not going to find me on a, a, a large spread unless I really love it. And, and uh, Monday was like one of the spreads I really liked. Memphis and, and uh, Houston, and I still didn't play it. And so I honestly like Milwaukee minus nine today, but it's such a large spread. You never know. Lakers off of a, a tough L to the Bulls where they – Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Lonzo just put their collective balls all over the Lakers. It was, it was I'm sure, tough for you to watch, bro. I'll let you have the floor, bro. Don't Don't get too sad, though, bro. We got more games to get to after this, but go ahead. Yeah, we don't like watching the Lakers anymore. It's very hard to watch. We want to turn the games off every time, but we just continue to watch, and our eyes just they continue to bleed. It's <laughs> it's it's very sad to watch them play. But yeah, the Lakers are so thin. They're gonna get Chris Middleton. The Milwaukee's gonna get Chris Middleton back, which is huge. Um, and I think that's why you see that line now at nine. Um, just I'm not betting this because I I can't bet Laker games, but. Um, I think the line's fair. And it, it sounds as crazy as it sounds like regular fans or like casual fans might look at this and say, how is Milwaukee fair by nine against the Lakers? Well, the Lakers are playing like garbage. Like the Lakers are legitimately playing like a bottom, bottom half team right now, like 15 to, to 30 team and maybe 15 to 25 team. And um, you're going to get some really, really bad nights for this Lakers team. So going into Milwaukee, a really tough place to play. While Milwaukee's finally getting right outside of Brooke Lopez, um, yeah, no thank you. Yeah, Milwaukee off a loss in, in Atlanta too, two days off. 
Doesn't and a team that we talk about, Milwaukee needs to win. They're six and eight. Yeah, like they need to win. And Today doesn't look too bright for the Lakers. It really no. doesn't. It's funny though. Yeah, if you're a casual fan, you're just like scrolling through it. You see the Bucks, Lakers. Ooh, should be a fun game. You look to the Lakers have a better record than the Bucks. Like, why are they getting nine? Trust me, there's a reason. There's definitely a reason. Um, all right, let's get to the next game. This 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 game's fucking with my mind a little bit. Um, we got the Thunder at home, two and a half point favorites against the Rockets, getting all the bets, which in my mind makes a lot of sense. Um, and the line opened at three and a half and is down to two and a half. And I just don't really know why Rockets have won one game out of 13. (laughs) The Thunder aren't really all that great, but they're five and eight. They actually won four straight against the Lakers, Spurs, Pelicans, Kings say what you want about the competition. Um, but they, they beat, they beat, they have four wins. Um, and, and honestly, the Lakers, Spurs, Pelicans, Kings, they're not like terrible, terrible. So I, I don't really understand why this line is two and a half, which would imply that the Rockets are better on a neutral court. You know, I uh, think the last game the Rockets won, I got to pull it up. I think they beat the Thunder. When no, they that's their only like win. That's their only win. But it was in Houston. It was like the third game of the year. And the Thunder have clearly gotten better since then. Um, and I was on the Thunder that game. I, I was. I remember. And that was like my first – I was like 5-0 and on the year, and that was like my first bad day. And I knew right away the Rockets were winning that game. They absolutely smoked him. Thunder did not have a shot. I, I literally knew four or five minutes into the game, oh, yeah, this is a no. Um, but I, I don't know why this line is two and a half. Like, I, I don't. I don't, and it's to the point where, you know, there's times where I'm like, all right, that's a pocket of value that the books are fucking up on, and I can't, I don't even know if I can say that now because everything, all the money's on the Thunder, everything points to the Thunder, and the books are, are putting it at a certain spot, and they know that they're putting it at a certain spot. So it's, it seemed, it's just one of those lines where I, I'm scared because it's not like the Thunder are riding high either. They've lost their last two by double digits, they're going to be good to go. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a late injury coming, but to me, this Thunder team is better than the Rockets. I don't I don't know how you feel. You've watched every I, Rockets team. Yeah, so. I, I would I would put on a neutral court. I would say the Thunder would get uh, half a point. That's yeah. my opinion. I think that's about where I'm at too. I, I think maybe I can get to a a point, but yeah, even a half point is three and a half, and we're getting two and a half. So. You know what would be pretty interesting too? If Ken Porter Jr. gets ruled out, didn't didn't go around or didn't go through shoot around um, this morning. I wonder if he gets ruled out. If you see even um, if you see the lines shift towards uh, Houston or OKC in that scenario, because if you want to bet this game, I think you got to do it now before Kevin Porter Jr. gets ruled out. Because I think if he gets ruled out, the books are going to not necessarily overreact, but you are going to see. I think. Um, OKC get a couple more. I, I think it'll probably go to four, four and a half. No, probably four. The only thing I'd say is because he didn't go to shoot around, because he's already questionable. You think the line's factored in to, okay. it, you know, like it's not like they they hedge it. They hedge it. I think it okay. can still move. It'll still probably move, but not like a huge amount because I think okay. this line has already factored that in, which makes it even more confusing because again they're still saying the rockets are a half point better so who knows i mean it's gonna be i mean here's the thing 
if Kevin Porter Jr. is out, man, it's going to be Christian Wood versus the world, man. Jalen Green is good, but he's more of a, just a spot-up shooter right now. Um, and it's tough to say, but he can't create his own shot at this point. He's kind of just standing on the perimeter and taking open shots. I've watched a lot of Rockets game. Yeah. I don't know if Kevin Porter Jr. being out changes that. If it does, it's even worse for the Rockets um, because I don't think he's there yet uh, at this stage of his rookie season. So for me, I agree, man. I think if you're going to lean some to a side here, it's got to be Oklahoma City. you got SGA. Lou Dort is still underrated, man. The guy actually can score the basketball. It's it's kind of mind-blowing. A couple yeah, games ago, no. we had like 28. And, and Josh Giddy's playing well. Darius Baisley's probably better than anyone the, the, the Rockets got out, outside of Christian Wood. This – this Oklahoma City Thunder team is a bit better than I think they're getting credit for here with this line. Yeah, no, that's where I'm at, too. It's just kind of tripping me out. Um, all right, we got three more games to get to. Uh, Sacramento Kings and the Timberwolves, very, very interesting game. Uh, Going to be very, very fun. I feel like I can all, honestly think of a couple Sacramento uh, Kings, Timberwolves games in the past that were really, really good games. I'll say just from a – Having bet the sport pretty heavily the past five, six years, this is a Timberwolves spot. Um, you saw really Kings Kings coming off a nice blowout loss or blowout win against the Pistons. Timberwolves have dropped a ton lately, but that Suns effort was the effort you wanted to see. I was on the Suns minus three and a half, um, and they were a Jay Crowder free throw away from covering that. But really, the Timberwolves easily could have won that game, and that was the effort you – really expect to see after the L's are piling up. I know they got that one against the lowly Lakers, but um, you know, you, that you want to see them get that win at home after a bunch of L's. I think today is another one of those spots that it's a very winnable game. I do think the Kings are better. I do think they're a better basketball team, but the spot all points towards the Timberwolves here today. Um, I don't know if I'm going to jump on them. I, I don't, but um the, the spot is, is screams Timberwolves where they get right at home today. Kings off a nice win against the Pistons. Not saying they're not going to be focused, but I, I do think the Kings are a better team though. So I, I, I think ultimately I'll lay off, but if I had to play this, I would just go Timberwolves at, at a pretty short number here today. This is going to be a shootout, dude. This is going to be an absolute shootout. These teams are going to put up some points in this one. You want to talk about a weird ass team right now is the Sacramento Kings starting Shemezi met to at this point out of nowhere. I just, Mo Harkless, I think, was starting in that spot for a while, and now they're going with Metu. You're seeing Davion Mitchell close most of the games coming off the bench. Tyrese Halliburton's finally a little bit healthy. Um, yeah, it's a really tough game, honestly, from a betting standpoint. I, I wouldn't bet it at all. Um, I really do like both of these teams. I think uh, I, I think the Timberwolves are a little bit better than the record suggests, and I think the Kings are really right right around a 500 team. So um, I think these two teams are very, very evenly matched. you got Minnesota at home, so maybe it's a bit short. Um, I don't really understand why the Kings would get um, a point on a neutral court. Um, so, yeah, I just – I would lean Minnesota on a short number just like you, but I don't think I'd bet this. More of a game I want to see Anthony Edwards put up 40 uh, and De'Aaron Fox put up 40. Yeah. My thing is just with with the Timberwolves, they just don't get good looks, and they're really talented, so they make them some of the times. But and I have some of that Celtic syndrome where it's like, really, the offense half the time when I'm when I even when I like watch highlights of these games, the makes are just ant pulling from three, D'Lo ripping it from three, even Cat, Cat yeah, Cat 
it's not like they're really executing in the half court with great sets, getting them quality looks. It's and it can work, and they win some games because they're really, really talented. But uh, long term, I, I just think they got to figure some things out on offense. It's literally the opposite of the Warriors when you think about their offense. Like the Warriors yeah. just get whatever they want in their sets, like perfectly yeah. run offense, just getting whatever they want. And yeah. these teams, it's Ant dribble, dribble, dribble. D'Angelo Russell dribble, dribble, dribble. dribble, 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 dribble. Exactly. Cat pout, pout, pout. Shoot. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see Cat run back on defense before anything Edwards even yeah, shot the ball? And people are gonna give him shit. I get it, and and you probably shouldn't do that. But like in the his frustrating mind, brand of basketball, he he knows Ant's gonna shoot that, <laughs> and so it's like, all right, I'm gonna go get back. Like that. Those are the type of shots they've been taking. So, um, I get it. All right, two more games. The Mavericks head into Phoenix today. They're gonna be without Luca. I have not. I've read so many different things, and sometimes it's information overload, honestly. I've read some things that say the Mavs um, are honestly, based on their shot quality, they should be better, um, and they're going to get better and regress positively. And I've also seen some people say that they have actually have not been playing that good overall, and I think I'm somewhere in between. Regardless, we're getting them without their best player today. I I have no read on this game at all. I think the Lions – definitely showing some respect to Luca as they should. It's a really hot sun team. They've won nine straight, um, but it's not an incompetent team without Luca. You know, Jalen Brunson has been playing really well. KP's hooping. Um, they got some good depth pieces, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, uh, regardless of I'm staying away. I want nothing, nothing to do with this game. Um, do you, do you have any thoughts though? This could be an extremely hot take and Mavs fans will probably be really mad about it, but. I don't think Jalen Brunson running an offense is like extremely worse than, <clears throat> than Luka Doncic. Like, I don't think it's that much worse. Like, Jalen Brunson's think it's a- worse in spurts, but I think over the course of the game, I think what the big difference is is Luka can handle a load like that. I don't know that Jalen yeah. can handle a load like that. But Jalen Brunson's damn good, man, and he's a, an unselfish player. Like Luka, at times he'll get caught in him, like in himself and take some bad shots or force some threes. Jalen Brunson doesn't really do that. Like, the guy is a very, very, very well-rounded point guard that always makes the right play. So, it makes me want to take Dallas, but it's the game's in Phoenix. I hottest, just, I, hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, hottest team in the league. They've looked damn good. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's back. Man, I just – Yeah. <laughs> I Honestly, when I first was – was looking at this game, I thought the line would maybe get to double digits without Luca, like 10. Like, I didn't know what the books were, were going to do with it. Eight and a half, it's fair. I, it's really tough to bet that line, man. That's why the books are so good. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. If, if, if this was 10, I'd consider the maps for sure. Yeah. But at eight, I'm out. All right, last game of the day, the Bulls Blazers again. Another game for me personally that I don't really want anything. Uh, I don't want anything. Why can't I think of the? I don't want a part of any of it. I still don't think that's the right phrase, but you know what I'm. You you guys understand? You don't want any part of this game. I want some. No, I want want a part of watching it, but I don't want a part of betting it. Um, I don't think the Blazers are all that good. I really don't. Um, But at the same time, they play well at home, and they've had so many games now where. They, I think, beat a team that they are not as good as at home off the backs of that crowd. And, and really, it's funny because they're, they're, they're talent-wise, they're not bad. Like Dame, CJ, Norman, 
Anthony Simons. I love Larry Nance off the bench. Big Nurk, even though he's not playing a ton. You know, Rocco has his issues, but you can do worse as a rotational piece. And this Bulls team is playing well. I I think I lean – I honestly think I lean the Blazers here just because they're at home and I've seen them. You know, even against the Raptors. They, I think the Raptors are better than them. I do. And they they pull out and win that game. And, and they were losing for large stretches. But the Blazers team for me is, I think, the, the most difficult team to bet, especially at home. I, I'm fine fading them on the road. I feel good fading them on the road at home. I just never know. And so I'm out. I'm out on this game. Yeah, I understand that. I am on the opposite end of the spectrum here. Uh, This is one game I think you and me probably disagree on the most. I love Chicago plus one and a half here. I just think they're simply the much better team. And I've seen it time and time again with this Bulls team. People continue to question them and – I, I, it might just because be because I saw them play at their absolute best against the Lakers and just crush us. But DeMar DeRozan is in an absolute zone right now, like that we never seen before. Zach Levine is playing unbelievable. Lonzo Ball is great. I I don't understand why the line is is where it's at. I would I would not say that the Bulls are one and a half better on a neutral court. I, I don't think that's right. I would put it at minimum two and a half. Minimum. I think I think it's really just a factor of home. Like literally, look at listen to this. They have one, two, three. This is crazy. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Every single L for them this year is on the road. Every they have not lost at home. They, they beat the, they beat the Suns by thirty one at home. They beat the Grizzlies <laughs> by twenty at home. We were on the the Grizzlies. They beat the Clippers by 19 at home. They beat the Pacers by four. This was when the Pacers started to turn up. They beat the Lakers by 15. They beat the Raptors just now by five. Every single one of their loss besides one to Houston was on the road. And they have not lost at home all year. And I've been – I was on the Clippers. I was on the – I was on – literally, I was on the Suns. I was on the Grizzlies. I was on the Clippers in all those games. So I've just seen it now. Like they beat teams that they are worse than at home. And so I just, I, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not playing that game, stupid fucking game anymore <laughs> because I've gotten burned three times now. And I went back to the well, back to back. I'm going to still keep playing the better team. I'm going to just keep playing the better team. And it's burned me three straight times. And, you know, three, three games is a small sample size, but. I agree with you. The Bulls are a better team for sure. I'm just I'm just gonna stay off of it because I've already seen it happen multiple times. And it's we need weird. to get you. We need to get you in Portland in the ticket sales office for the <laughs> Portland Trailblazers, and you are gonna sell some home tickets. Yeah, for them because they don't lose at home. They don't lose at home. Um, I agree. I think you convinced me a little bit to stay away, uh, but I, I still I do you, like the Bulls. I are still better. do like Chicago. They're better, and I did. This is the tough part, too, because even in Portland, I know Portland, like you said, they've been playing unbelievable at home. They're almost unbeatable in a sense. But I think the Bulls win this game more than 50 percent of the time. I do. I just think they're such a better ball club. But like you said, the the Portland, Portland Trailblazers players inject themselves before their home games and they fly. Yeah, yeah it does. It doesn't make sense to me. It's, re- it's really frustrating. That's that's what makes this sport. So fun and satisfying when you win the bet, but so difficult at times. Um, all right, that, that wraps it for the betting side of things. 
for me, guys, I have locked Hawks minus four. I, I'm honestly leaning Hornets minus one. I've seen them win at home so many times. We do have the issues with them closing games, but I like them. That's a very short number. I like the Magic plus 12 a lot. Call me crazy. <laughs> I hate that I like that. I hate that I like that. And then, uh, guys, I really like the Thunder minus two and a half. I, I really do. So um, I got one locked in, three strong leans. Um I will play more than one today for sure. I'm not sure what it is yet, um, but let's. What What do you got? If If you If you're making your final calls today, what do you What are you going with? Yeah, it's a, like you said, it is a really tough slate to be honest. Like with this yeah. many games, we've had a couple three game slates where like I like every single one of these games. You know, this is yeah. one where I got 11 games, and it's like wow, these are some really tough lines. Um, yeah. I do, like I said, I like Chicago plus one and a half, but that's why you, you should listen to Caleb over me 99.95% oh, yeah. of the time. But I do like uh, the Bulls. I think they win this uh, game the majority of the time, um, slightly over 50%. Um, I lean Detroit plus seven, um, if you can get I it do. there. Yeah, I forgot about um, And then I do lean Hawks uh, minus four and a half. Um, and then – I like Oklahoma City. I, I do. Uh, it just depends on where the line's at. Um, I would just feel more comfortable just taking a money line on them because I don't I don't trust the points. Yeah, I feel you. Um, all right. I, I wasn't able to play yesterday. Any DFS, bro? Were, did you, I know you were locked in. How'd you do? Fuck. I had one line. I got screwed because the, the Jazz game blew out. I had a lineup in like 500th place with Rudy Gobert going nuts. Uh, and then the game blew out. He didn't really play much in the fourth quarter of the line. And then my lineup dropped and dropped and dropped. I still made a profit, but um, it was a tough slate because there was so much ownership on the Nets Warriors game. And the only person that hit was Steph Curry. Everyone else busted. Draymond busted. Um, he only had 30 fantasy points, which you need more in a GPP. Yeah. KD and Harden absolutely busted. Killed any lineup you had them in. And they were 57 and 15% owned. Wow. Uh, so... It was a tough slate, man. It really was. Uh, yeah. I, I was ended up profitable, but it was a really tough slate to win. I think the winner had DeJounte Murray at low ownership and a couple other guys that were just really random. They just completely fade the uh, Warriors game, which That's on right. small slates, if you want to, to fade a game completely, it's not a bad idea for that reason uh, exactly. right there. And, and especially with like what we saw yesterday, the prices. Like Steph, like I love Steph, but he was almost – he was lucky to hit, honestly. He played 29 minutes and was like – 10 7 10 8 you know so yeah i i talked about it yesterday i would have faded that chalk for sure um although i i would have went to the 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 philly jazz game which sounds like that wouldn't have been profitable anyways but um yeah with katie and harden two best defenses you had dre uh who probably guards katie better than anyone um glad you're still profitable i'm i'm gonna hope i can play today i'm still not sure um, but regardless, let, let's jump into it because we got a huge slate today. Um, who are you targeting at the top end today? I, I don't know why, but I continue to go back to De'Aaron Fox over and over and <laughs> over again. I just have to. Uh, I just think he's too cheap for the upside we've seen in the past. He's 8K or 8-3. Um, dude has legitimate 60 fantasy point upside. Uh, we see him finally get into a little bit of a rhythm uh, in terms of the outside stats. Last game, he had nine assists, six rebounds, three steals, shot eight for 19. He makes a couple more shots and you get like a 30, you know, 30, 10, seven game from De'Aaron Fox. You're going to see a massive, massive total. I don't think the ownership's going to be there really with him. 
and you get the highest total game on the slate. So I, I really like De'Aaron Fox. This is a slate where I don't like the upper echelon. I don't like the Russell Westbrook. I don't like LaMelo Ball at almost 11K now. Too expensive for me. James Harden's too expensive what? against it. LaMelo is 10-7? Look at his games. 70, 38, 58, 43. He's putting up insane stats, dude. The rebounds are Still insane. low, bro. 10-7? That's like... Bro, 16 like, or more rebounds in two out of the last four games. I know, but dude, the algorithm's tripping, dude. He, I, I like you could get him 10k, and I'd still be like, that's a good price. But 10 seven, uh, I, I'm with you. I don't agree. I'm not going to Lamelo at 10-7. yeah. And it will probably, to be honest, though, if the ownership is like two percent, I will play him because he does have 70 point upside, and no one will own him. Uh, yeah. But the price is just off, and. and to be honest, I don't really want to play Trey Young at 9-7. Like, we saw the 72-point hey, fantasy game against Milwaukee, but... I was going to say, bro, that's the one thing we disagree. I think that's my guy today. Really? But, I just, but you you give your reason, and then I'll, I'll just give my reasoning, and then we can talk through it. Yeah, I think they're going to have Marcus Smart on him. I think they're going to force the ball out of his hands a lot in this game. Um, and he just hasn't gotten there. We haven't seen the same ceiling as we have for Trey Young, and it's... Why would I play Trey Young at 9-7 when I can play De'Aaron Fox at 8-3? I get you. The, the, the Marcus Smart thing is, is a good call. But I think for me, he hasn't gotten there because, again, I think it was, a lot of that was that, that large, that long, long road trip. Um, and I think we, you see him now back at home now, two games without DeAndre Hunter. That Milwaukee Bucks game, I know, we, we can't count on 72 every night, but I think one that illustrates – the ceiling and last game in 30 minutes again he would have played a lot more if they didn't blow out he had 38 and you look at the usage bro the usage for me is what's doing it without deandre hunter possibly without one of bogey or herder 41 usage two games ago 39.8 percent usage in the last game nine seven everything is running through him and the marcus smart thing is actually something that is a concern I, I didn't even think about that but I just don't think he's gonna get because it's such a large owner uh slate I don't think he's gonna be owned super high I don't think anyone will be um but at nine seven at home I like the Hawks a lot today um and I think everything right now just runs through him I'm watching these Hawks games and when he's in it's almost James Harden-esque from the the Rockets a couple of years ago where it's like it's just it if someone's wide open he'll pass it but if not, it's it's Trey Young is either making the pass to the shot on a lob or he's shooting every time. Um, and so the usage is just really, really hard for me to ignore at home in what should be a close-ish game, at least. Again, we like the Hawks, but um, that's where I'm at. But I didn't really think about the Marcus Smart thing. Which no, is I, and the Marcus Smart thing isn't like – I'm not going to not play him because of Marcus Smart. I think it's it's more of the, the fact that – I can play a guy like De'Aaron Fox at 8-4. Eight, eight, I can play a guy like Shea Gilders Alexander at 8-7 in an insane matchup. And here's the thing. If Trey Young is half the own, is half as owned as those guys, give me Trey Young all day long. I think he's still got a huge ceiling, and he gets there more than, more than not when he's half the ownership. I just have a feeling that since he's right out of that range that I don't want to play, usually what that tells me is that's what everyone else is thinking too, and people are going to go right to Trey Young first. Um it depends on ownership. That's all I'm trying to say. If Trey Young is is 
is going to be half the own, uh, half as owned as Shea Gillis Alexander uh, as deer and Fox, then sure. I'd rather go Trey young. It just depends on the ownership. You all make, you make a great point though. The guy does have a huge ceiling. It's, and, and it's it, just the usage it, for me. It's been yeah. ridiculous. It's been absolutely ridiculous of late. And if, if, but that's the thing, if bogey and hurt or miss, he's going to be probably as chalk as you can be on a big slope. So yeah, you, you got to pick. Yeah. If that happens, then we'll see. But and uh, another fun thing to do when Trey Young is complete shock and these guys are out is go to John Collins because John Collins gets a usage bump as well. Um, and depending, sometimes he, John Collins does get ownership, but the majority of the ownership will go to Trey Young. So if you're able to get John Collins, um, kind of sneakily, he does have a big ceiling. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I got a couple more. I, I love C. Wood today at 7 7. I know things have been yep. really pretty, um, in Houston lately, but 7 7 is much, much too cheap. I think again. He hasn't played super well of late, but they're getting blown out by 25 by the end of the first quarter. Finally, a game that should be somewhat competitive. Um, and if this game stays anywhere close, Christian Woods should smash. He already played this OKC team um, and dropped 61, you know, second game of the season. So I, I personally, I love Seawood today. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what you think in terms of the ownership here, but give me all the KP today too at seven four. Um, oh yeah, but he is going to be massive chalk. The only thing oh, is, like, yeah, eleven games, so I'm hoping. Yeah, but it doesn't get too crazy. But no, he, it's going to get crazy. Last sleep uh, that he was on with Luca at like six seven, I think he was. I can't remember. I, I, I can click on him the and sixes, check. Yeah, he was like thirty percent owned. Now you give him no Luca. Oh, man, he's going to be Chalk City uh, today, I have a feeling, against Phoenix. Um, yeah. We'll see, though. 56 fantasy points, 47 the game before, 40 the game before that. The dude, oh, he's going to be unbelievable Chalk today. I'll, I'll tell you right now. He's going to be completely Chalk. All right, well, then that, I mean, you guys can decide then if you want to play, if he's worth that Chalk for you. I don't like playing Chalk on a third, on an 11-game slate. I'm not going to play Chalk. My lineup tonight, ideally – Ideally, everyone's going to be under 10%. I might have a guy at 20, a guy or two. Again, it's okay to play chalk. You got to get different elsewhere, but that's the way I play things. I want low on. And Kristaps is a guy too where he could buy. It's not, it's not J Val. It, it's not yeah. 20 rebounds. It, it's not Christian yeah. Wood where the guy's probably going to bring 15 rebounds down. He's yeah. not a rebounding power forward center. There's games where he has three or four rebounds. Um, and no blocks. So he could easily score you 20 fantasy points on just a bad shooting night. Yeah. Uh, any other top end guys you got? Uh, top end. I love the Christian Wood call. That was probably my favorite play. Um, I do like a couple other. If Bam out of bio plays, he's going to be one of my favorite plays because, especially if Jimmy Butler misses, because no one will have him because of the questionable chat tag. Um, and they're going to need him to play big against JVL. So, I love the upside with Bam, and I think the ownership is going to be extremely low with him being questionable coming into this game. We've seen a ton of big games from Bam Adebayo this year. Uh, I just really like questionable guys um, that are in later games um, or, or games that are after lock. Um, so this game's 30 minutes after lock. I like getting to Bam Adebayo if if Jimmy Butler's rolled out and he's rolled in. Great call. I got one more. You can almost, uh, you can almost count it as a leverage play too because I doubt he gets much ownership. Uh, I mentioned it on the betting side of things, Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, I'll probably I, – I don't play a ton of lineups. I play three to five. Um, 
I might have him. I'm not going to have him in everyone, but I'm going to have him in at least two or three guys. He's a huge New York guy. He's already talked about it so many times. And I know this goes off the court, right? And, and that can be a little weird when you're looking at it, but it's like, I mean, the guy had 54 in his last game uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. It's not just because he's playing the Knicks. He played in New York one other time this year, dropped 66 and a half fantasy points, had 29, 16 and eight. Again, I'm not saying that you can expect that today, but he is seven, nine with a ridiculously high ceiling in my mind. I don't think he's going to be owned at all. I love, love, love Cole Anthony today. Um, and he's, uh, he's counts as a leverage play too. Um, again, there's probably guys that project better at points per dollar, but I think sometimes you get, you have to take into account external factors and um, uh, Cole's talk about how much it means to him to be, to be playing in New York. I expect him to have a really good game today. Um, all right. You want to go to some value now? Yeah, it's good to uh, some value. I will start us off. Jalen Brunson is not value, but I want to talk about him because I think he's going to be also very chalky along with Christoph Porzingis. He's mm-hmm. 5,700. If he gets overly chalky, I would actually go ahead and say I would want to fade him. He's crushed me in the past at Uber Chalk. When I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, when I 150 max and I've just gone overweight on him. Now he's 5,700. Um, I would probably project him with no Luca to be right around like 33 fantasy points, which isn't like it, – it's, it's a good projection for a guy that's 5,700, but not where I want to smash him in my lineup. So if he's going to be super chalky, it's a guy that – um, well, it looks good technically for value at 5,700. I wouldn't be afraid to, uh, to maybe fade him and go towards a, another guy on Dallas. Um, it's worse we, because reward, what happened, you know, exactly. We because have to, you, we have to be hit and half the field has him. You're not gaining really anything, you know, even if he goes for like 35, like, cool, that's value, but on an 11 game slate, you're, you're not winning if. 50% of the people have, you know, you're just not, it's not giving you any edge at all. I'm trying to get first. Like I, first is where it's at. We're trying to get first. I'd rather go to, I'd rather go to Tim Hardaway at 5,300. Who's going to yep. get less ownership and has just as high a, a, a ceiling. Yeah. Um, let's get to some as often, but regardless. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. he doesn't have the outside stats, but he can easily yeah. go out there and score 40. All right. Let's get to some of the uh, other guys or other value There's plays that so we need to talk about. Today. There's so much. And I think Cleveland is going to get some Yep. Dean because Wade, there's so Wade, many guys Wade. out. It, yes. it, it's really tough to, to like tell you to play some of these guys, but Right in this range, Shemezi Metu at 3,800, played 32 minutes last game. He's starting fast-paced game, grabbed 10 rebounds, scored 16 points, shot two for six from three. Not even a great game. Um, at 3,800, he's just too – Absolutely he, he's popping just, on my model, yeah. Yeah, he's just too cheap, man. And Isaac Okoro, $100 cheaper, 3,700. Didn't do anything last game, only shot eight shots, um, played 32 minutes. He's just going to have to play big minutes. He's not a great fantasy point-per-minute guy. Um, so I wouldn't assume that he gets chalky, but just good value there. <laughs> the minutes he's going to play along with him as he met too. Um, it's there's, there's going to be a, a lot of, of value here that gets chalky while we get closer to lock. I don't necessarily know what it's going to be um, right yeah. now, but if Kevin Porter jr. Were to miss too, this is where it gets really interesting to me because I don't know who they would start. Do you think they go with DJ Augustine? I do. That would be my guess. 
And DJ Augustine is the minimum at 3K. Uh, he came in and played 19 minutes last game when Kevin Porter Jr. got hurt. So I would assume he plays like 24 to 26 minutes. Um, you could see some Armani Brooks, who would be an interesting little pivot off of a minimum DJ Augustine, get a minimum Armani Brooks. But <laughs> it's really tough to guess who's going to get those minutes. Um, I do like playing a little bit of both, though. Yeah. I uh, I agree with all that. I've got a couple guys. I know you touched on Cavs. I got two guys that I'm looking at today. Um, and actually, one sneaky guy that I want to mention on the Cavs is Denzel Valentine. I think he's going to get minutes today. I don't think he will get any ownership. Um, Denzel Valentine's not a great basketball player, but he actually is a decent fantasy player when he's in. Gets some rebounds, gets some assists. If he's hitting shots, he can he can definitely hit value. Don't think he'll get ownership. I think everyone will go to, you know, Dean Wade or Okoro or, um, you know, whoever else is uh, Rubio. Rubio. Yeah. I got two guys that I like. One on your L.A. Lakers. Give me some tail in Horton Tucker at 4-8. Um, the Lakers need him. They need him. He's been playing a ton of minutes for them. I, I honestly thought he was going to be worked in way slower. But, you know, in two games, he's he's been very, very productive. I like him at 4-8. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets overlooked on such a big slate with guys in the threes with a lot more value. Um, so give me Taylor at four eight, and then I absolutely love the Red Rocket Kevin Herter at four K flat if he <laughs> if he suits up today. Four um, K questionable. Um, I think the fact that he's I know we talked about it earlier. Hamstrings nothing to fuck with, but that, the fact that he's questionable today makes me almost think that he's going to play because. With a hamstring, you know, like if if he wasn't going to play, I feel like he'd just be ruled out. It's his hamstring. Don't push you saw it. With, you saw it with D'Lo last year. He, yeah. With his hamstring, he was ruled out immediately. Right away. You can't go yeah. through. You can't go through walk through and, and practice and stuff with that kind of hamstring. And like, if your exactly. hamstring is really messed up, you can barely walk. So I think it's just more of a oh, it's a little bit. Of, it's a little tight. I think if the fact that he's questionable points towards him playing, I think that'll get people off. Um, and I know the game he went crazy stupid in Utah was without bogey too. Um, but he's gonna, he's gonna have to play a lot more and get more usage without DeAndre Hunter. And then if bogey somehow gets ruled out on top of that, oh my God, 4k sub probably 10%. Uh, I, I absolutely love Purdy boy today. Um, and then, and in the same, you ready for this one? Gallinari, bro. I'm Gallo. telling you guys right now. Gallinari last game played 20 minutes against Orlando. 3-5. He's 3-5. He scored 29 fantasy points. No one That's is going yummy. to play Danilo Gallinari. I'm telling you, no one is going to play this guy. He has 60 fantasy point upside. That really? sounds crazy, but the dude will go out there and hit nine threes in a game. Like mm-hmm. If he gets hot – and grabs 10 rebounds. The guy has a huge ceiling. No one's going to play him. Bro. Very sneaky play if people go overboard on the Red Rocket. And go go get yourself some Cam Reddish at 3-4-2. No issues with that yeah. either. All three of those guys. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at all if one of those three guys is in the winning lineup tonight. Um, I really would. And, and honestly, you know, Bogey finally broke out, had a 30-point fantasy game last game too. If Bogey shoots up, I don't know what his price is. I'm just assuming it's at most low fives i'll i'll pull it it's up five five yeah so i have no issues going to bogey too um any anyone else for value before we go to leverage 
think I'm good on them, but there's so much value. You can kind of just play yeah, whoever it, you want. It's a ridiculous play to Vegas, yeah. Josh, what, one last guy. Josh Richardson's still at 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. has not come up for some reason. Um, yeah. So cheap, man. I don't know if he'll be chalky. I would doubt it. I 25 doubt it. or more minutes in yeah. four straight. 30 minutes in two of those. Yeah. This game's close. He's going to probably close uh, and play 30 minutes. Doesn't really have to do much at 3-3. So 100%. give me some Jay Rich, too. 100%. Uh, all right, let's get to some leverage. I honestly feel like everyone we talk about today is kind of leverage on an 11 game slate because you know no one's going to get too crazy in ownership. Um, so you know, I, I don't have much for this this spot because again, a lot of the guys I've said, um, already count as leverage plays. Um, and I, I've said most of them, but um, I like <laughs> I always like Rashawn, I don't hate Cat um, as a leverage play. You made some good points about Lamelo, and and I also I like Ant at, at home. He seems to really play better at home. You've already seen it. Has sixty point upside for sure. Um, but I, I don't really have much, bro. Do you, do you have some guys that you like? Yeah, I got a couple guys I really like. I like Isaiah Stewart at five two. Going to go completely under owned. Had fifteen rebounds last game. Um, a guy that I've been really scared with fouls, and I'm not just trying to shit on Kyle. I've watched the games. The guy fouls two times yeah, in a minute he, every game. Fouling. It's so frustrating because I've been playing. I've been uh, playing him a lot in DFS when he's down in the 4K range, and I'm like getting so frustrated. But he's up to five two, which will draw everyone off of him. It's a horrible, horrible matchup against Indiana. Just doesn't get much worse with Miles Turner down there. But if we get like 15 and 15 from Isaiah Stewart here today, I wouldn't be surprised with a couple blocks if he's able to stay out of foul trouble. He's a slate breaker there. It's a great leverage play at 5-2. No one's going to be on him. I really like it. Another leverage play that I really like, not just because he's on my fantasy team, but because he's been really good and closes a lot of games is Derek Rose. He's 4-6. Um, don't think he's going to get a lot of ownership in a matchup against Orlando. The minutes haven't been great, but even in 25 minutes, like we can see the dude put up 40 plus fantasy points, put up yeah. 47 against Milwaukee. Um, if this game stays tight, I think he closes over Kemba Walker if he's playing well. Um, one other guy I like, too, if Kevin Porter Jr. misses. I don't know if the ownership will go to him just yet, but Jalen Green at 4-8. I think we've seen a ceiling with him before. I think he can score you like 35 to 40 fantasy points. He'll play upwards of 30 minutes. Um, so at 4-8 now, cheap price. The assist numbers should go up without Kevin Porter Jr. I think the rebounding numbers will – like go up a little bit as well, um, and the shot opportunities will go up as well. I think you see him take 20 shots with no Kevin Porter Jr. I agree. And, and on DK, it doesn't matter if he misses, you know. I mean, obviously, you need the points, but you know, you're not <laughs> going to get hurt by it. Um, I'll give you two. I, I got two before we head out. Uh, first going to be Brandon Ingram. Um, not going to get any ownership. Zero ownership. Tough matchup. Miami. Big, big dogs. Um, but you've seen last, last game um, – Okay, he's been back for two games, right? First game he played 29 minutes. Second game he played 32 minutes. In the, both those games, 36% usage and 43% usage. Um, the usage is, is just really ridiculous right now without Zion Williamson. Everything runs through him. When he's on the floor, he basically can get whatever shot he wants. Um, and the, him playing 32 minutes last game is, is really, really encouraging. Um, you know, I think the one thing – my, people might still believe he's on a minutes limit, and I think that's that's kind of out. So you're getting, you know, ridiculously high usage levels, you know, up there with some of the best on this slate. You're getting him at 8-6. Again, tough matchup, but no ownership at all. I, I like him a lot at 8-6. And then um, I'll go to DeMar. Um, like you said, the guy is absolutely hooping right now. 
um, 50 and 54 in his last two games. Huge minute totals. Should stay really, really close against Portland. Not a great defensive team. I know he's hot and he's been in the main, you know, mainstream media, but he's still eight. Uh, he's still eight, nine. So I don't, I really don't think people will go play him. I think they'd much rather go play some guys that are quote safer. Um, you can get him sub 2% ownership. He's red hot right now. Great. Lamar is going nuts. Yeah. I, I like him I mean, right just going nuts. Yeah. The shooting percentages are out of control. They really are. They really are. He's in an absolute groove right now. And, and I don't hate continuing to ride that wave. Um, at all the Bulls are, are playing really really good basketball 35% usage in the last game 27 in the game before sign me up um, and in some you know if you need to get different in some in some spots I, I like going to DeMar or Brandon Ingram kind of similar plays but um, all right that about does it I think we did a good job uh, being detailed but concise as well appreciate you all for tuning in Sergeant and I will be back tomorrow let me check how many games we got tomorrow Five? Oh, I'll take five. We we usually get like three. One, two, three, four. We got six tomorrow. That's a good Let's day. go. My Warriors are in Cleveland. Yeah. Sergeant and I will be back early tomorrow. Uh, thank you for guess tuning. guess the Warriors spread real quick. What do you think it's gonna be at when we come on tomorrow? Back to back for Cleveland. Ten and a half. Everyone. Yeesh. Get oh maybe God. nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna settle nine and a half. Nine and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if you see like Iggy or whoever rest, but that won't really affect the line anyway. I'm going to go nine and a half. All right. See you all tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. As always, good luck with everything. Uh, and we'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace.